0: What's up everybody, it's Boggs again, back with the Food for Thoughts podcast Today we are done with the book of Boba Fett Uh, We're doing a short review of chapter 7 And then of course doing a full kind of uh, series summary, if you will Overall, the thoughts up front You know it's a hard one, it's a hard one Um, It was okay, like it, it, it landed, but also it didn't land you know, there's um, some really good stuff in it. You know, it's, it's pretty much just a, a shootout, right? The whole, you know, western vibes, of course, samurai vibes, and everything. Um, you know, if we just start roughly at the beginning, where Cad Bane is sta- established with the Pike Syndicate, that you know, um, they they acknowledge that Boba Fett's uh, kind of gathering a gang and stuff, and and a crew together. Uh, he he's told the Pike Syndicate that he has taken out Cobb Vanth, so the free time people got to be worried, and uh, let's kind of get ready for war, and they've, they were the ones that took out the Tuscan Raiders, the Pikes were, and not the Viking, which he took out, so, um yeah, and then we see the title, in you know, the book of overfair, and we see Luke, we see the X-Wing, and like, I sat up out my seat, I thought, oh, Luke's coming back to Sasuke and, um you know, uh, of course, it lands, and uh, we see the Amy Sedaris character and, and Grogu, you know, of course, back. Um, and of course, we realise, you know, Grogu is now back you know, on Tatooine with the Mandalorian. And, you know, he's... Uh, that, that's really funny, actually. Luke sending R2 to land his X-Wing back on Tatooine. And the fact that he wasn't there was... I did feel like it was a little missed opportunity uh, to see him back on his home planet. Um, so it was kind of sad in a way. But um, yeah, obviously Grogu's back. You know, he chose the, the the shirt, the armor, as opposed to the saber. You know, no surprise really for me. Um, it was kind of the obvious choice uh, because you know he has more affiliation to to Dinjarin than than Luke and the Force. I, I believe since you know what happened at Order sixty six and his kind of mind wipe or reset, and then literally you know we just get slowly into the war where um, you know kind of Boba has his his main kind of crew is Black Crissand and the um and they all split up around Tatooine of course, um around moss leave and where, you know, the uh Grandation Guards are there and Black Crissan is somewhere else and the mods are somewhere else and Fennec Shan is uh is with Boba Fett and Din Djarin. and uh, we kind of see the um the you know, the 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 locals turn on them because obviously the local crime lords have affiliated themselves with the pikes and you know both had given the option you know stay out of this and you'll be well paid they kind of not only did they get involved but they turned on him as well so obviously you know it's western vibe crime lord uh, you know uh, storytelling and typical crime you know uh, movie uh, you know uh, kind of uh, aspects and um, you know, Godfather type dealings and, you know, watching a Casino or Goodfellas, same kind of thing. So, um, yeah, really, really good. Um, fun stuff, I guess. And in a way, is closing out this this story uh, that would be presented of Boba Fett, you know, him becoming a cry lord and stuff. And then we see it kind of all come to fruition where uh, they kind of have to defend themselves. Dinjarin and, and Boba Fett then, in effect, team up to take on. Uh, the pikes that have cornered them. So everyone's got their own little fights. Uh, Fennec Shan goes to save the mods. Uh, Black Rosanna kind of saves himself, I guess. And the Gronium Guards, you know, they do die, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, and then we go back to... And it, it that was second best thing in this episode. You know, well, uh, for me personally, the the best thing was seeing R2 with Luke... Uh, R2 with, in the X-Wing with, with, uh, with Grogu. Uh, second best thing was... Um, well, I'll come to the second best thing in second, but the third best thing was, no doubt, the Mandalorians in terms of Boba Fett and the drawing together with the jetpacks, with all the armor, with all the weaponry, and using the whole arsenal and artillery to take out these pikes. But they are massively outnumbered. They do need help, and that's when the the Freetown people come and help. Uh, obviously, minus is Cobb Vance, uh, who we see later on in the episode, um, and then they are kind of defending themselves, and you know they they come up with these. I think they're called like scorpion droids or something they are from, from Kotor, Knights of the Oral Republic apparently um, with the, obviously the shields as well so they're, you know, they're, they're actually taking everyone out and uh, they're on the back foot and then we see uh, you know they both kind of go to extreme levels and uh, they're on the run well Din Djarin's uh, on the run and he kind of uh, meets Amy Sedaris the character with Grogu you know oh, great to see you buddy A really cute moments really sweet moments um, but yesterday I'll kind of protect him and then we, on the other side we see you know Bo says, says you, know, you got, you've got Dijon says, you have got no friends left what are we going to do and um, he kind of goes to get uh, <laughs> he goes to get the rancor that was probably my favourite part of this episode seeing him ride the rancor where the chones he has like a chain in between his nose um, um, so yeah as if that's the leash uh, it's fantastic seeing a rancor you know crushing things and, and eating people and smashing things and um yeah uh, that's because That's stuff Like fan fiction We've envisioned In our head Since you know Return of the Jedi So seeing that Wonderful And obviously Boba Fett in the armor On top of a rancor I mean it's great You know Aesthetically the optics Of it is fantastic And then we see uh, Grogu coming into his own Where he kind of Takes apart one of the legs Of the uh, Let's call them Scorpion droids I don't know what they're called um, And then yeah One of them gets taken out By the rancor Ripped in half You know It is very Kong Godzilla-esque Obviously, clear influences from there, and then kind of um, the other one gets taken out uh, as well um, by the Rancor, and then the Rancor's kind of on the loose as uh, Boba Fett kind of saves the mod. The second one is with the mods; he takes that one out, and then um, Boba Fett is kind of uh, the the band is scared away by um, from Cad Bane because he has a kind of um, some kind of fire blaster. Um, that scares it off He's clearly scared of fire or something So um, Then we see Boba Fett Against Cad kind of something Again We've wanted for the last 20 years Since we You know We've seen a face off When they were both Much younger um, But obviously not kind of In their prime As You know Assassins Bounty hunters Murderers So that was mu- much anticipated The dialogue was Was really good there as well And Everyone else the, All the other characters Were kind of surrounding The rank <laughs> it's on the loose and destroying the whole town, so uh, that was great to see as well. Um, we come back to Beaufait, and they do, he has it basically a shootout, slow, uh, throwdown, showdown, whatever you want to call it, with Cad Bane. But the issue with this is, yes, it was cool, uh, and he did use his, you know, Tuscan um spear, I guess you want to call it, the what the uh, what they what he was taught, um. You know, and how to fight with him, he did that was that saved him after Cad Bane, you know, he was you know, Cad was quicker than him in terms of blasters, um, you know, um, showed that he's a better shooter than him, but he bowed onto but as a fighter, as in he's progressed more. He showed him, you know, he showed Cad Bane that he is he's adapted more to his surroundings. But he did have an interesting line, Oh, you just like your father, like a you know, a cold blooded killer. And it kind of shows him uh, that he's adapted a bit. I can't see people having problems with that because, you know, people his father is a you know a legacy character. He is a major character in Star Wars, of course, uh, particularly in the prequel era. But having that um, him kind of almost saying no, you know, like a bit like Last Jedi vibes. Um, I, I do hear that, but I do as well like the way he uses the you know the, the Tusken Raider's weapon to, to kill him. But it was so short; it was like a minute long, if that. Where you know, Cobalt, Vanth- uh, Cobalt. Vanth- Um, Cad Bane, sorry, just shot him down And then, you know, he he pulled out the the spear You know, kind of chipped him over And, you know, stabbed him in the chest And uh, it's a bit sad to see him go out like that Because, you know, he's a legendary bounty hunter I thought it would be a bit more epic But uh, it wasn't to be And uh, Black Rosanna as well Looked looked really strong in it, fighting off loads of people But again, his involvement, it wasn't that epic They called him a gladiator and stuff Yeah, he he looked strong and competent But, um yeah there's too much stuff going on here um, really, to, to kind of appreciate the subtleness of, of, of this side character. Then we see Grogu kind of, uh, well, we see Din Djarin try to ride the Rancor. Obviously, he's on train. never done it before. He immediately gets thrown off and, and then he gets crushed and, and killed by the Rancor. He tries to actually eat him, but he can't eat the best God. I found that really cool because he couldn't crush him uh, with his teeth and stuff. So that was, that was interesting. And then we see Grogu uh, twice now in this episode, saved Din Djarin, where he kind of puts him to sleep like, you know, learning the lessons from Luke. So he kind of, Grogu's just like a Force user now, you know, not a Jedi. Um, so obviously they're going to have further conversations about that in Mandalorian Season 3, no doubt. We yeah, very interesting uh, use of, of the Force. So he definitely learned something. We did see like a little jump to, he jumped to embrace ninjara and So, you know, there is interesting movement and, and things that Grogu has done here. Uh, but yeah, episode pretty much ends where, you know, all of the... Uh, you know, of, of Marcesburg is kind of saluting and bowing down to Boba Fett. Uh, and it kind of ends. You know, it's saying it's better, you know, rather than be saluted and respected and bowed to than shot at. Um, and then you know, Djarin kind of flies off a grogu. Do have a you know a cute moment with the ball banging on the the back of the n one? Uh, kind of, uh, uh, and you know, they use that turbo boost and, and it flies off. So yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, fine episode, you know. Overall, I give this episode six point five. You know, maybe a seven. Uh, we, again, some cool stuff, but negatives about this episode and this series in general. Um, the story just isn't there for it to be gripping or interesting. Or, you know, I did like the first two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. You know, dealing, showing the flashbacks with the Tuscan Raiders. Who have no real relevance in the series apart from in the final kind of. Five minutes, you know, with Berfet using the weapon of the um, of the Tuscan Raiders. But until then, um, you know, that has no relevance to later on. And just what is he doing? Because even Cad Bane addressed it. He says, "You." He literally says to him, "You've gotten soft in your old age." And he's like, "We all do." Well, that's people's issues with this series. Berfet is some of people's favorite characters, not just in Star Wars, in all of cinema. Yes, he hardly has any lines in the original trilogy, but the importance of him, the symbol of him, the you know, Vader addresses him several times. He has Vader's respect. The look of him, the the, the scratch, the dirty armor. Um, you know, the, the grizzled veteran. That you know, out manoeuvring, outsmarting Han Solo and uh, and tripping uh, and tricking the rebellion. You no, know, he's got so many interesting aspects, and he's so seemingly so uh, ruthless, and um, and you know, a piece of work. As you know, pretty much can Bane calls him throughout the series, cold-blooded killer, and he's just not. Yeah, yeah, he's moved on, adapted, but he's like he's soft. He's gone so soft, and you cannot envision him as some kind of crime lord. Um, constantly asking, like, I'd say you, you you kind of question his intelligence as a character as well. Like, you, you, there's no asking a lot of people for help a lot of the time, and um, Fennec Shand does a lot of the a um, lot has a lot of the cool action scenes as well. I mean, she's a good character. You know, there's no issue with her. You know, fantastic actress as well. Not, not a problem with that. But, um, and you know, I'm glad that she took a lot of his lines as well, because that would just be too much. You know, it's literally removing the mystery from him. Um, although, you know, necessary character developments, yes, um, but it's removing some of the coolness and making him too human almost, and it's it's a little sad to see. Um, and the actual story of him becoming a crime lord, and he's kind of not really. Um, it is a bit of a happy ending. They just wipe out all the other crime lords, so he's the only one. But we don't see how he rules, you know, we don't see you do see a couple of cool scenes where, you know, he he does act like, you know, a badass with the bikers and um and, you know, with the jar and there was some cool stuff. But overall, and across, six seven you know, he's not in two of the episodes. The two episodes He's not in one of my favourite episodes of the series. This just the whole series just leads me to feel like uh, I'm, I am just more invested in the Mandalorian story with Grogu, now with Luke, um, you know, than him, than him and in, in his story. So um, yeah. it's a shame because Boba Fett, I, you know, was a little obsessed with Boba Fett growing up. But now, I don't care. I don't care about his story. I mean, I loved him in the Mandalorian series and I did not like some of the aspects of this. You know, the Tuscan Raiders, I liked all that. But the, the actual Moss Esper, the crime law stuff, and just, you know, Mr. Nice, like, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. I mean, even, I sort of mean, Cad Bane asked him, he said, number one, he said, you're going soft, which I completely agree with. Number two, he, he also says, what is your play here? We don't know either. I've watched every episode several times. I, I still don't know his play. What was he trying to do? Why was he trying to be the crime lord? Just because, you know to, For justice for the Tuscan Raiders To protect the people Why do you care about the people of Tatooine About the mods and you know, the poor people there You're a badass bounty hunter um, That, you know That outsmarted, you know The senior people in the rebellion And, and you're, you know You're you know, a superstar in the in the galaxy Why are you interested in taking over This little corner of Tatooine Yes, Jabba the Hutt was obviously a gangster And using them links But the way they've done it Is just not that interesting and you know, I am way more interested in the Mandalorian story. You know, having Luke uh, involvement in it, I love how they can pick. I wish they showed a bit of him, though. You know, that was a lack like of tease in this episode. You know, we did get him the episode before, so I'm very thankful of that. Um, but yeah, definitely not surprised with Grogu being back with Mandalorian. Hopefully, he's got the lightsaber there. We didn't see R two leave so uh, I presume he's back with Luke though, and wonder what else Luke's involvement will be in where the Mandalorian now Will be at Now he's back with Grogu And obviously Seemingly They're going to Mandalore To the mines of Mandalore To, to kind of redeem himself And kind of ask for forgiveness In a way From the from the To, to get his creed back And in. uh, Interesting him telling Boba Fett about the creed And you know, him he, he, Boba Fett seems to be one That soaks up everything That everyone tells him So Because he seemingly can't You know Think for himself or whatever But uh, yeah, overall, you know, series w- was good, not great. Uh, some absolutely great moments. So, like I said, episode five, episode six was maybe some of the two best from all from this series and the Mad Lori series. But overall, you know, um, story wasn't. Um, you know, I, I won't be going to sleep today thinking about. Oh my God, what happened? You know, like how does this tie into whatever? Like, I I, I and I was before. I did think about doing a preview as well and You know, the excitement of who we may see You know, Luke appear on Tatooine That was my uh, guess going I thought Luke was going to appear to help out on Tatooine Because, you know, it's his home planet uh, who's, Who, does he bring someone with him? Does he bring some of the people of Rebellion with him? Han Solo, you know Because um, obviously we did think when the X-Wing landed The Rebellion was there and stuff So, um, Or is Kira behind the pikes? You know, Crimson Dawn, etc So now it's like a little, uh, you know, finishing a happy ending on Tatooine. Did Yoda flies off? Like, okay. So what now? Like I'm sure, obviously, you know, um, there will be more interesting, you know, of course, interesting things will happen in the Mandalorian series and series three, which doesn't have a release date yet. And of course, everyone's uh, rumored to be released in May of this year, which is in like three months. Cassian series, I believe, is coming this year. Not one hundred percent sure on that, so we shall see. So overall, enjoy the series. Favorite episodes were five and six, of course, with the Mandalorian, Luke, Ahsoka, Grogu. Um, but yeah, both both okay. Fennec Shan's good, um, but yeah, less of both, more of the Mandalorian. Yes, they're great together, and he'll probably recruit him when he goes to Mandalore uh, for for help back as well. Kovat uh, in the post credit scene, Kovat is in the back town. Uh, he looks like he's. Get to kind of mod or to you know uh, amendment to him as well, so which helped him survive. So, uh, he has to do what he has to do there. But again, that that wasn't a very interesting post credit scene. I thought we'd get something leading into another series, whether it's another book on Boba Fett or the Mandalorian. But either way, I've been Boggs, and this has been the Food for Thought podcast.